encouragement for women of all ages. Today we're going to dive back into our series on spiritual lessons from Darlene Dibler. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful holiday season and that these truths will encourage you along the way. We are going to look at the extraordinary courage that Darlene was able to display in all that she walked through because of the enabling grace of God. If you haven't already checked out our 2022 Set Apart Conference, this is a great time to register because we have early bird prices going on. So go to setapartgirl.com. I'd love to have you join us in person in June in Colorado or via simulcast anywhere you are. And you can host an event and share this message with other women in your life, which a lot of people have done over the years. And it's just been really powerful to see how God has used that. So again, go to setapartgirl.com, click on upcoming events, and you can find out how to register for the conference. Let's dive into extraordinary courage. Philippians 4, 6 tells us not to be anxious about anything. And when I've read that verse in different times of my life, I felt like it was just kind of unrealistic. How in the world can you go through life not being anxious about anything? And all growing up, I've read stories about the extraordinary courage of missionary heroes. And I always sort of looked at them as special Christians. I don't know if you've ever done that, but sort of like, well, they have an extra dose of supernatural courage with something I wasn't born with, but good for them. I'm glad they could go through that. I think I've told the story before in this podcast about Mary Slessor when she was a missionary in Africa in, in these tribes where things were really, really dark and there were a lot of just superstition, violence, witchcraft. She stumbled upon a situation where a tribal warrior was about to scald a woman to death with hot oil. He had a big cauldron of hot oil and she was tied up on the ground and he was decked out in all his feathers and war paint and dancing around her with this ladle of hot oil and the whole village had gathered. And Mary, without even really thinking, just ran up and stood in between the warrior and the woman and kind of dared him to say, you know, you're going to have to get through me first. And he got closer and closer to her and to the point where their faces were almost touching and she could hear the hot oil ladle bubbling in his in his ladle. She could hear the hot oil bubbling in his ladle and she knew he was probably going to throw it on her. But she did not move. She had incredible, extraordinary courage. And finally, he threw his ladle down and walked away in disgust. And it was such an incredible triumph in that village because people started to say maybe there is a power greater than this fear and superstition that we have always been a slave to and it really opened the way for the gospel to come in just that display of extraordinary supernatural courage Gladys Aylward is another example with the prison riot when she was a missionary in China she wasn't even five foot tall and she was asked by the governor of her village to come stop a men's prison riot at a local prison and she you know what's she going to do even the guards couldn't get control but she walked right in there in the strength of God and commanded the men to put their weapons down and return to their cells and that's exactly what they did and that opened the way for the gospel to be brought to those prisoners again this incredible incredible display of extraordinary courage. I've told the story before, too, of some of the early missionaries to Africa. When they would go, they knew they weren't coming back. So they would pack their belongings in a coffin, saying, as long as God gives me breath, I will pour out my life for the gospel there. And just, again, so many stories of this kind of courage all throughout Christian history. And one thing that I have learned is that it's really a myth that these are special Christians. This is a kind of courage that every child of God is called to. And it's not something we can muster up in our own strength, but it is something that is available to us when we are willing to trust God. James Gilmore, a missionary to Mongolia, wrote this, Can not the same wonders be done now as of old? Do not the eyes of the Lord still run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong? 
strong on behalf of those who trust him. Where now is the Lord God of Elijah? He is waiting for Elijah to call on him. We are the ones who are called to demonstrate that kind of extraordinary courage in this generation. But how is this kind of courage built within an ordinary man or woman? Or even more so within someone like me or maybe you who might naturally be more prone to fear. Again, it's not something we can muster up in our own strength. Paul literally tells us to not to be anxious about anything. And there was something about Darlene Dibler's testimony specifically with regards to this that I want to highlight in this episode today. It gave me a different perspective when I used to think it was unrealistic to not be anxious about anything because there is an amazing courage that can be developed within us when we allow God to have his way in our lives. The truth is that extraordinary courage is built within our souls when we allow God to bring us completely to the end of ourselves, place our lives entirely in his hands and rely completely and wholly upon him. Hudson Taylor, one of the most famous missionaries in history, wrote, I am no longer anxious about anything as I realize he is able to carry out his will for me. It does not matter where he places me or how. That is for him to consider, not me. For in the easiest positions, he will give me grace. And in the most difficult ones, his grace is sufficient. Now, the context of Hudson Taylor's life is that he was in extreme and constant danger. In Darlene's story, I've I've gleaned some of those same truths. She had that same display of courage. And I've begun to realize that there are some spiritual keys to having this courage built within us. The first one is to remember his faithfulness. One of the reasons Darlene's courage grew, even in the most terrifying time in her life, when she had lost her husband, she was being tortured, she was on death row, she could die at any moment, but she experienced the care, the love, the faithfulness of God in truly amazing ways. She specifically wrote in her book about a situation when she was starving in a prison cell and she really wanted a banana. She had seen a woman smuggle some bananas into a prison and she knew she could never get one because she was on death row and she was so closely guarded. And she said, God, you know, I really desire a banana, but I, I don't see a way for you to even get one banana. And she went through all these different scenarios of who could possibly bring her one. And she realized it was a hopeless situation. So she said, okay, God, never mind. I don't think this is something you can do. But then a man showed up from her previous concentration camp, a man she had shared the gospel with, and he realized that she was starving to death. And when he left, he delivered to her cell 92 bananas. And she was so overwhelmed. She said, I was so ashamed. I I don't even have the right to eat one of those bananas because I didn't even have the faith to believe God could get one in here to me. And God said to her, that is what I delight to do, the exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask or think. And that is what we see in our lives. When we trust him, God goes so far above and beyond what we could ask or think. It says in Chronicles 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The God of the universe is ready and waiting, even eager to show himself faithful and strong on our behalf. We so often limit what he can do based on what our finite minds can comprehend, but he wants to do so much more than we can ever imagine. When we remember how much we are loved by him, how much he delights to show himself strong and faithful in our lives, it builds tremendous courage within our souls as it did in Darlene's life. God can even use bananas to build our faith if we will trust him, which is truly amazing. It's an amazing part of her story. Another key to building extraordinary courage is to surrender our lives to to Jesus Christ, to allow him to do what he wants to do in and through us. When Paul was in a Roman prison cell, he wrote these words, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. 
he was saying, whether God wants me to live or die, I want him to receive glory. And he says in Romans 14, 8, if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. It's that surrendered attitude, Lord, take my life and let it be consecrated unto thee. And in Mark 8, 35, Jesus says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. When we have nothing to lose, when we have laid our lives down at the feet of Jesus, we have nothing to fear. There's a really powerful book called If I Perish by a woman named Esther On Kim. Her Korean name was On E. Suk. And she stood for her faith during a time when the Japanese were taking over her country, Korea, and imprisoning all the Christians who wouldn't bow at the Japanese shrine. And she refused to bow. And then she had an opportunity to escape prison and come under the protection of a Japanese retired general. And he said to her, he was a Christian, and he said to her, it is not necessary that you die to serve the Lord. With your faith and ability to impress others, you will be able to do much for God. But this is what An Isuk said in response. You think that I'm a living person, she told him, but I am already dead. The moment I stood up for this task, I, An Isuk, died. She had already died to her own rights, her own agenda, even had laid her very life down. She knew she was called to stand more boldly for her faith and even to suffer alongside other Christians in prison. Her story is truly incredible as a result of that surrendered attitude. And Corrie ten Boom, many of us know her story. She was in a concentration camp and felt that she could have been killed at any moment. Her sister lost her life there. And this is what she wrote in retrospect. When you are dying, when you stand at the gate of eternity, you see things from a different perspective than when you think you may live for a long time. I had been standing at that gate for many months, living in Barracks 28 in the shadow of the crematorium. Every time I saw the smoke pouring from the hideous smokestacks, I knew it was the last remains of some poor woman who had been with me in Ravensbrook. Often I asked myself, when will it be my time to, to die or to be killed? But I was not afraid. Following Betsy's death, God's presence was even more real. Even though I was looking into the valley of the shadow of death, I was not afraid. It is here that Jesus comes the closest, taking our hand and leading us through. There came a day when Darlene Deidler was taken away to be executed, and she talks about how she literally came within seconds of death. She was whisked away to the place where they performed the executions. She was given a last meal. The executioner pulled his sword out of his out of its sheath and was about to behead her. And then some distraction happened, and he whisked whisked her away and take, took her back to the concentration camp. She really believed that she was she was saved within seconds of her life, but then she was really struck with fear. She was afraid she might lose her mind because of the trauma she had been through. And finally, she just said to God, I can't, I can't uphold my soul any longer. I can't overcome this fear. And he just encircled her with his everlasting arms. And she said, all the fear was totally gone. As she surrendered to him, as she said, Lord, I can't do this. Only you can. All the fear was totally gone. Another key to building extraordinary courage is something we talked about in an earlier episode is to embrace his refiner's fire because pure gold is not only priceless, but it is indestructible. She talks about a time when she was back in the concentration camp and there were bombings and she lost one of the only possessions that she had left, which was her bride's book. And she saw the, the gold lettering just sort of crumble. And God said to her, that is what I desire to do, to do with you, to refine you, even if I have to take you through the fire seven times. And she came back to God with the attitude that said, Lord, I'm available. 
And as she embraced his purifying work in her life, she experienced the courage of God unlike very few others I've ever read about in history. Another key to building extraordinary courage is to remember the hope of heaven. Darlene finishes her audio message that I heard with a really powerful poem written by a missionary in China in response to the news of the martyrdom of a fellow missionary. He was trying to answer the question, are you afraid of dying? And this is the poem that he wrote. Afraid of what? To feel the spirit's glad release, to pass from pain to perfect peace, the strife and strain of life to cease. Afraid of that? Afraid of what? Afraid to see the Savior's face, to hear his welcome and to trace the glory gleam from ruins of grace. Afraid of that? Afraid of what? A flash, a crash, a pierced heart, brief darkness, light, O oh, heaven's art, a wound of his, a counterpart. Afraid of that? Afraid of what? To enter into heaven's rest and yet to serve the master blessed, from service good to service best. Afraid of that? Afraid of what? To do by death what life could not, baptize with blood a stony plot, till souls shall blossom from the spot. Afraid of that? As Darlene quoted this poem, she said, no, I'm not afraid. And she went back as a missionary into one of the most dangerous places on earth. This is after almost losing her life as a prisoner of war. She said, I will go back again and again as long as God gives me breath. Stephen's martyrdom really enunciates this type of extraordinary courage in the book of Acts. He didn't even seem to notice the pain that he was experiencing or the anger, the hatred of his killers, because his eyes were fixed on something far better, the hope of heaven. He saw Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father to welcome him into eternity. When we know we have that to look forward to, there is truly nothing to be afraid of. We can walk with extraordinary courage when we live under the shadow of the Almighty. We always have a hope and a future with Jesus. So I hope you'll begin to put some of these principles into practice, even if you don't feel like a very courageous person. These are things that I've applied in my own life in times when I felt afraid and lacking in courage, and God has always been faithful to give me his supernatural courage when mine was falling short. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into what it means to live a set-apart life for Christ, visit us at setapartgirl.com. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.